time to head to the United States of America. It is time to talk Major League Baseball. We previewed the start of the uh, playoffs. We are now down to two. The World Series is set in stone as far as, as who is competing in it, and we are delighted to welcome into the show to uh, break it down for us and drop the knowledge on us. Disha Thosa from Fox Sports in the United States, MLB reporter, joins us. Hey, Disha, welcome aboard. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolute pleasure and a real treat. Uh, let's break. Can I ask about the Arizona Diamondbacks? Um, and and, and you know, after three years of disappointing finishes, I think there was a little bit of optimism around that uh, team heading into spring training, but how far that optimism uh, extended to <laughs> to performances on the field, I'm unsure of. Can I read a paragraph from Major League from MLB.com where they asked their uh, beat reporters that, to make a bold prediction, a bold prediction, um, and uh, it's written. They are no longer a seller at the trade deadline and the D-backs young core continue to develop and the team gets enough from its veteran to push them into a wild card race. Wow. Talk about overachieving in 2023, the Arizona Diamondbacks. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it has been certainly fun to watch. It's been unpredictable. People have been counting them out from day one, sort of like you mentioned. I mean, just yesterday uh, Mad Dog, who was Mad Dog Radio on MLB Network said he would retire uh, from his job if the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies, and they did. So that's kind of how low the expectations have been for this Arizona team, and every step of the way, they've kind of held on to the receipts. They they know exactly who has said what about them. They remember it, and they use it as fuel. And I think that's really a, a mark of a, a really, really good underdog team, right? Anytime you talk about a Cinderella story, these are sort of the things that make it one. So right now, certainly going into the World Series now, nobody is doubting them. The Diamondbacks have proved they took down these so-called best teams in MLB, which is the Brewers, the Dodgers, the Phillies, they came from out of nowhere with this young core to really put on a show and I think surprise some people. And who doesn't love a good underdog story, right? Has Mad Dog resigned then? Has he resigned? He actually took it back today. It's two parts because his uh, contract his contract was expiring at the end of the year anyway. So we, of course, didn't know that at the time, but he revealed that today. And then he has a bunch of other TV shows that he's going to keep doing. So, yeah, he wasn't right. completely held accountable, but he did say that. Imagine radio host not being completely honest uh, as he looks at himself in the mirror. <laughs> Uh, the, the diamond, the way they've done it, because the Phillies look so red hot. Just look at the run differential they had in the playoffs uh, before they met uh, the Diamondbacks, and the Diamondbacks to win the last two games too, right? It's so impressive, the path of cut all the way through to that stage, and then to hold their nerve. Yeah, exactly, and and that was a, talking about like when people are doubting them. That was another thing, and we've seen already this playoffs. If the opposing team is going to say something about the team they're playing, it's probably not a good idea. The same thing happened with Harper when the Braves uh, kind of taunted him and he came out and hit two home runs. Well, the Phillies said they were going to celebrate 
in Arizona and uh, jump into the Diamondbacks pool that they have in the ballpark. And the Diamondbacks heard that and they're like, of course not. That's not going to happen. So what did they do? They ended up winning on the Phillies turf. They took their uh, National League champion picture at Citizens Bank Park where the Phillies play. So again, I, I think this really goes back to this sort of edge chip on the shoulder that they have that has really allowed them to to get to this point. And, it, and it's good. I think sports needs more of that, right? We need more taunting and more entertainment anyway in this specific industry. And the Diamondbacks are providing it in their own way. Yeah, I think one of the catchphrases is embrace the chaos. Um, so, so what is so yep. chaotic about the way they play is that they just get enough pitching and they can't just get enough hitting to, to win games. And it's sort of chaotic. Yeah, I think they embrace the chaos too. When there's so many rookies that are, are the centerpiece of the team, we have Corbin Carroll, of course, and Gabriel uh, Moreno. Those two have really impressed, and that's, rookies are always unpredictable. You don't know when they'll suddenly go into a slump. You don't know when they'll surge, and you don't know also how opposing pitchers will attack hitters that they've never seen. So definitely that part of it is chaotic. They're also, the Diamondbacks are the fastest team uh, even entering the playoffs. Before they even knocked all these other teams out, they were the fastest. And we've seen them create chaos on the bases um, and create chaos with their pitching. I think the what we saw yesterday, especially with their bullpen and all of these kind of no-name relievers shutting down the entire Phillies lineup is extremely chaotic so I think that is exactly the tagline that this underdog team should have and and they're embracing it every step of the way yeah and and those rule changes part of the season I think have helped Arizona to to maximize that speed That, that has been sorely lacking from the game over the last generation it seems to be back and you look at Corbin Carroll getting on base stealing second then a single that's that's the go-ahead run to, to win the series you know speed kills and it's back in baseball yeah definitely I think pitchers have had a really really hard time adjusting to the speed and even not having as much um, frequency in their pickoffs they can't throw to first base so really it is just a lot of traffic on the base pass chaos on the base pads and the Diamondbacks being so young that are perfect to take advantage of it and a lot of these guys in the minor leagues were introduced to these rule changes even earlier than they entered the big leagues so they got a chance to really become accustomed to the rule changes so at the time when it came now this season they were extremely ready more prepared than teams like the Yankees and uh, who you would think would would be the most prepared just because of their history in the league they have an older staff so I think they the game has gotten away from some of these older rosters, even the Phillies to an extent, all of their veterans. And, and really, this is now setting up to be a really good rookie World Series. Even, even the Texas Rangers have a lot of good standout rookies on their team. Uh, Arizona had only 74 wins last year. Uh, Texas, who they will meet in the World Series, had even fewer, didn't they? Just 68 wins last year. They'd splashed some big money ahead of that season. It was a hugely disappointing 2022. So how have they... How have they righted things? Yeah, I think Tori Lavulo is a, a big part of that. And really, this, this has been, for, for people who say managers don't really matter anymore in baseball, uh, this is a perfect example of exactly why they do, especially with such a young team who can kind of get lost in the middle of such a long season. I think Tori Lavulo is exactly the reason why they've been able to turn it around, stay consistent, and just stay focused. It's a, that's the, big, the biggest thing. With teams who are able to succeed and get to the World Series, 
injuries, they never take their eye off the ball. In fact, when October hits, they'll usually stop talking to each other, teammates, because it's just too serious. It's, this is now a completely different ball game, and that's kind of ex- opposite of what the Diamondbacks have done. They're staying loose. Whereas the Astros, who had been here before, been there, done that, they got very serious uh, towards the end here, and that started to lead to some pressure, too much determination. That the, the lineup got into a slump, whereas the Diamondbacks are – just having fun playing baseball, staying loose. They know no one's expecting them to do it. So I think that has really helped them. And, of course, with the leadership of Tori Lovullo, just kind of stay on the path that they're on. And, of course, they have some big star power, Marcus Simeon, uh, Corey Seager in behind betting in the two. Oh, he's just a superb player. So they got they got some names, Texas, for sure. Uh, and they look like they're hitting the ball um, pretty well. But I'd, I'd love to know more. Um, about one guy who was sort of cast aside as far as it looked like a, 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 an age in the baseball wilderness was going to uh, come to this uh, this player. But Adolis Garcia I'm talking about, who has just torched the postseason. Tell us about his story. Yeah, I mean, right? It's almost like the Rangers were keeping him a secret. Like, uh, up until we got into the postseason, now he's on the national stage and becoming clearly globally known. And I think that's really important in just how he was able to rise sort of from the ashes of nothing to what he is now. And his journey is incredible. I mean, he's from Cuba. Um, Of course, we know all about how tough it is to even defect from Cuba and get out of that system, but he did it. Well, he, after playing in Cuba, he got the permission from them to play in Japan. Uh, He went to Japan for one year and it wasn't a really great season. It was okay. And then he was set to come back to Cuba, but he had a layover in Paris. So in that layover, he decided to not get on that second plane to Cuba. And instead, where did he go? He went to the Dominican Republic, where his wife was waiting. So he reunited with his wife. He settled in the DR. And there are so many major league scouts that are always, always in DR. So from there, he signed with the Cardinals. The Cardinals were not impressed at first. They designated him for assignment. Um, eventually, the Rangers picked him up in a trade. Then the Rangers weren't impressed with his play. He was stuck in the minor leagues. He was also designated for assignment. But then after that, nobody picked him up. So he is stuck in the Texas Rangers system. Finally, in 2021, about a month into the season, he gets called up. And the rest is history. That was an amazing season from him in 2021. He got votes for Rookie of the Year. He hit 31 home runs. And for the Rangers themselves, they suffered 102 losses that year, a very, very bad year. So even despite all of this sort of dire situation that happens to be going on around him, Adolis Garcia is a player that has been rising to the occasion long before he came on this national scene this year, which is why I think he's so built for this moment. This is nothing compared to what he's had to go through already, just alone from defecting from Cuba, yeah. but then add to the fact that he got here and no one cared for him. No, no one really was taking a chance on him until they had no choice. And then it was, oh, yeah, we have a superstar on our head. <laughs> yeah, incredible. <laughs> uh, message to kids listening, never give up. Never give up. You just never know when it's yep. going to start to turn. Uh, before we let you go, let's talk about how they sort of combine as a World Series uh, matchup. What what are the key sort of um, matchups uh, when you look across the two teams? Is it is it pitching there, hitting there? How would you assess that? 
Yeah, I think definitely for as far as the Diamondbacks, I've expected more from their pitching. Zach Gallen, especially, has been supposed to be a big game pitcher. He really has not impressed yet. So I think certainly the the Diamondbacks rotation has to step up. And the as far as the offense for Arizona, they're going to continue to be wily and and take their chances. But the Rangers, at least front end of their pitching staff, has been tough. It's it's almost unhittable against Jordan Montgomery who's really rise to the occasion, and, and Nathan Eovaldi. So that matchup will be difficult. I think the Rangers' path here is going to be sort of how they took down the Astros is just by completely overpowering with their offense. And it, it came to light how deep their lineup is. When they're going good, even their 7, 8, and 9 hitters are, are performing well, and that's really, really hard to suffocate. So this is going to be definitely a fun matchup, I would say, with the Diamondbacks. No one knows what to expect. I would say no predictions is the best way to go. And, and with the Rangers, <laughs> we know that they're a, a star-studded team, and, and they, uh, they kind of just have to keep rolling on, on what they've been able to accomplish so far. Uh, I'll go the Rangers in six. Why? Because I'm a Blue Jays fan, and the Dalton Varsho trade is killing me um, already. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask you to do the impossible. Make a prediction. I do think in the end it's going to be the Rangers. Uh, I'd say in six games, let's say. I think it's, it is going to be tough on them. Uh, but again, like I'm saying this with a little trepidation because the Diamondbacks have proved everyone wrong. But I'm not going to go out on limb and say I'll retire if they win. I don't think <laughs> we'll get to that point. <laughs> You'd be a loss to the sport and to us here in New Zealand. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't retire. Don't make any stupid predictions. Uh, thank you so much. All the very best. Enjoy it. Thank you. I appreciate it.